Collective Podcast. I'm Brennan McKeegan, and I count down to this show that you can't see in Spanish because it's way more fun. With me, as always, is my good friend and colleague, Sean the Hammer Tasse. I don't know why I get the hammer. I just had a Jim the Hammer Shapiro moment where, uh, you know, those old commercials. I'm going to get you top dollar for your house. That'd be great. John, how are you? I'm good. Yeah, when you said the hammer, I thought of something completely different reference. Uh, sort of went through my mind, but uh, oh, Greg the Hammer Valentine, the wrestler. Yes. Yeah, sure, no problem. Uh, yeah, man, no, we're good. It's uh, as we're filming this, March break is uh, winding down. The kids will be back in school. Thankfully, we're um, you know, I, I think we, a couple episodes ago, I, I mentioned that I had COVID and it made its way to the whole rest of the family. So it was a, a COVID uh, COVID March break. It was something. Yeah. Yeah, that's what happened to us too. And like I, I started with it and then I was just maybe getting over it. And then it would set, felt like it was long COVID. It felt like two or three weeks before we all were physically ready to go do things again. Yeah. I mean, like work and get out of, go get groceries. We, yeah. We, I feel like we've, we've fared quite well, uh, which is yeah. good. But, um, yeah. It's, it'd be nice to get back into a routine, back to, back to work, back to the office, get the kids back to school and just get back into the swing of things. So for sure. Do it. Sweet. Sweet. Speaking of uh, things that change in and getting back into the swing of things, that brings us to what we're talking about today. Look at that segue unplanned. Uh, there's changes coming, everybody, to representation. And we thought we'd get into that today. Uh, there's going to be Tressa, which is going to take over essentially for Reba McIntyre. Uh, real estate. <laughs> Business and Brokers Act, I believe it stands for. Um, and Tressa stands for This Real Estate Song is Awesome. Uh, <laughs> Trust in Real Estate Services Act, yes. There we go. So that's what we're doing today. Um, so let's get into it. We're going to talk a little bit about what the changes are and what it means for us as realtors and what it's going to mean for you as a consumer. So what's what's changing about this? So yeah, the, for for us, of course, at the Real Collective, uh, it's important because you know Real is an acronym that stands for Real Estate Agency Leaders, and this is a change to agency, right? So if we want to be leaders in, you know, we are leaders in the industry talking about agency. So understanding that this is going to come into effect on April first, uh, not only is it going to have a big effect on the consumers, on the general public who are buying and selling houses, but it's going to have an effect on the other realtors. And I I, I worry that although it's a new regulation that's coming into place. I worry that uh, some realtors might not, uh, you know, pick pick up on it right away or understand essentially what it means. So uh, for, for us, what's important about it is um, it drops uh, something that I think consumers have had a hard time understanding for a long time. It drops the idea of the customer. So, um, you know, typically we were uh, we were defining people into three different categories. One category being a client, which is, you know, that's everybody that we're typically working with. Uh, and they're owed fiduciary services. Okay. Uh, and then there's a customer. And that customer is um, just, they're not owed fiduciary services. They're just owed um, honesty and, uh, you know, service. That's it. You're just, you're just, you're just doing the work for a customer, uh, but you're taking into account the best interests of a client. And the third group is unrepresented parties. So people who you have nothing to do with essentially. Um, so it was confusing for people because I think that they were, uh, 
conflating, um, you know, client and customer a lot and not really understanding the difference. And I think a lot of, especially a lot of new registrants might not understand the difference either, right? I mean, a lot of the times you, you you rush through your your registration and you're just trying to go and make a deal somewhere, right? To yeah. Pay back everything. Um, so it's, it's either that or they're so hot to trot that they're keeping up on everything by the book. Uh, as a new realtor. So hopefully it's that case. Um, but I, I think you're going to get a lot of people that have been, you know, 5, 10, 15, 20 years in that are just going to be like, meh, and just overlook this entirely. Because it's not being, I feel like it's not as widely shared or talked about. Yeah. Like even in brokerages and like our brokerage secret Facebook groups, wink, that you're not allowed in. Uh, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like people aren't really talking about it. I'm like, well, we need to be. Like this is, these are big changes. Now it's like the, the whole rundown seems to be, if you're giving advice to anybody, that's implied agency. Yeah. And that could be big trouble for you, uh, depending on the situation. Cause now it's just, you're either a client or you're a self-represented party, same way as if you're in court and representing yourself without a lawyer. Yes, exactly. Right. And so you're going up against someone who has legal representation. Um, who's going to win? in that court case like even even if even if you should win the lawyer has all of the skills tips and you know tactics and everything uh and it's the same it's the same here right and and, and as agents here's the crazy thing you call up an agent and they want are you you know if, if you're if you're a consumer and you call up the listing agent you want to go and see the house um if if the if the agent that you call is the listing agent they can go and show you the house but they're working on, for the benefit of their of their client of their seller client, and so a lot of consumers will say, "Oh, well, I want to go and you know see this house with the listing agent so I can get a better price." The only person who's going to be able to show you the house is a listing agent, and the listing agent is legally obligated to do everything in the benefit of their seller client. Nothing for the benefit of you as this self-represented party, uh, and that is which means you really think you're going to get that great of a deal because they're going to save money on double ending they're not you're you're going you're going to get you're going to get nothing right uh where i see this moving is it's you're you're moving towards um uh, i forget what the name for it is but where you're not represented necessarily by the brokerage uh, and that but you're represented by the by the individual and the seller determines what they're paying their agent Right. And the buyer determines what they're paying their agent. So each party, because right now the seller determines what the buyer agent is paid based on an agreement that they have with the seller's agent. And the, and the buyer's agent just gets that, you know, gets that in terms of a commission. Um, I see this moving towards um, you know, having a, a differentiation of representation. I see this as moving towards uh, each agent, either the seller agent or the buyer agent, um, having an agreement with their with their client that you know agrees to some form of uh, compensation or remuneration for the work that they do, um, which is exciting. I, I like I like that idea that uh, the buyer's agent can choose to do it for free if they want, or they can choose to, you know, or the, or the, or the listing agent doesn't have to agree to pay money to a buyer's agent uh, that they don't know or have never met before. So I think, I, I think it's nice to be able to think about hiring your own agent and, and paying them what they're, what, what's fair. Yeah. But that's not what this is. <laughs> that's my, that's my, no. 
that's my that's my 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 brain moving forwards. Yeah, and I think like from from so far how this is seems to be playing out, uh, like the brokerage, they're prohibited from representing more than one client in respect of same trade and real estate, unless the brokerage has disclosed the required information as and has obtained consent in writing of every client to be represented by the brokerage in that trade. So it kind of sounds like multiple representation isn't really changing that much. And multiple representation is the same, even the same team in the same trade. So we're real collective. We work with Remax Hallmark. Anyone else that works for Remax Hallmark is technically multiple representation. Yeah. It's basically just making sure that everyone signs off on that and knows what's going on. And same thing, even within our team, like when, when Sean has a listing and people are interested, we usually, have that go off to somebody else on the team so i might take the buyer in through sean's listing so that i can take care of the buyer and make sure their best interests are are held and sean can take care of the sellers and make sure that they're held yeah. just as- that, that's that's why i like the idea of the representation agreement going directly to the agent and then the next step of that is just cutting out multiple representation completely so you can't represent two parties on the same uh, on the same transaction but you can't represent you as as a, as a single individual can't represent the same person. The problem is they've got the brokerage set up as the individual. So your representation agreement is actually with the brokerage, not with your agent. But again, that's not what we're talking about today. We're talking about the change and the, the movement towards this uh, TRESA, Truth, uh, sorry, Trust in Real Estate Services Act. And it replaces, like Brendan said, REBA from 2020, uh, 2002. So it's about a 20 year old uh, system. And it moves towards the idea that there is no gray area of representation. Either you're represented by an agent or you're not represented by an agent. That's it. There's no limited services that are that are uh, you know a- applicable to to a, a, a customer as opposed to a client, and it removes any of this idea of oh well you know an agent's going to help me with this, but you know they're not really working for me; they're working for someone else. You can't do anything for an unrepresented party as an agent, right? So that that's that's it's a, it's a so cut and dry. It's like this is a one, this is a zero, the end. Here's the crazy thing. If you do, if you do have a client who you're representing and you get involved with someone who is an unrepresented party, you can get involved. You can answer questions. You, you can, you can do that sort of thing. So it's not like don't talk to anybody, but you have to do all of that simply for the benefit of your client. You can't do it for the benefit of the other agent. So example is, you know, um, an unrepresented party shows up at uh, at an open house and you uh, are hosting the open house and you're a real estate agent and you're representing the seller. And that person asks you a question that might put your seller in a bad position. You can't say anything. You, you legally can't say anything. And it gives the unrepresented consumer such a such a disadvantage that every consumer is going to want to hire, uh, you know, a, a real estate agent to work in their best interests. Um, so there's a couple of disclosure forms that have changed and stuff like that. We we use typically right now we use a form called um, it's the eight ten. Uh, form uh, working with a realtor form. The realtor. Yeah, and on that form you choose between whether you'd like to be a client or a customer, um, and that form is going to change. Uh, you know, the disclosure form is going to change, and it's going to be mandatory for everybody to sign that form at the earliest practicable opportunity. Uh, and you know, I, that's going to likely be an electronic form that's sent uh, to say, "Hey, do you want to be?" Tr-? Because when you show up at 
let's say you pick up the phone and you call the listing agent. When you show up at that house and the listing agent showing you the property, they need to know how they can answer the question. Are they answering the question to you as a as a like as an unrepresented party, or do you want to be represented? If you want to be represented, you have to do that before showing the house. And therefore, before showing the house, that agent has to go back to their seller and say, hey, I'm bringing someone through the house. They want to be represented as a client. Do you consent to me bringing this person to show your house, even if they're also a client? Normally, the the seller, I'm sure in most cases, would say, yes, of course, please show my house. I want you to sell it. Um, but there's some interesting tweaks and changes that will necessarily have to happen uh, from the point of view of consumers. And there's going to be a lot of pushback where people say, oh, I didn't have to do this before. I bought a house last year and I didn't have to do this, right? That this is, that's what happened when we changed over to buyer representation as well. So yeah, absolutely. And from the way that it's laying out that way, I know there's going to be pushback from uh, the general public and consumers like, well, I've never had to do this before. This doesn't make any sense. But if you actually look at it, now, even when you go to a showing like that, you have somebody who's looking out for your best interest and has to, as opposed to just kind of doing what we do now. Like, if you want to go see it, see it. Sure, let's go. It's for my seller. And we talk up how great the house is. And it's up to you to see what's wrong with it. And now that's not the case. Like, we have to do all the due diligence and you're owed all the fiduciary obligations. And at the end of the day, you are better protected. So I know there's going to be pushback. It's going to be a long time. Uh, before people actually understand what's going on with it, but say, oh. you know, times evolve. Get with the program, and 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 it's for the benefit of the consumer. Ultimately, that's it. Yeah, this, this is all. This is all done to protect the general public. Because how many times do we see like news articles or whatever where people are just like, "Oh, I didn't know that's how it worked," right? Like, you sell a house every whatever it is, you know, five, ten, fifteen, twenty years. What do you know about this, right? Like, we know about it because we're in it all the time, um, but. Most of us should anyways, <laughs> but yeah, the general public doesn't. And a lot of things, especially over the last couple of years, when you're seeing these multiple offer situations, uh, you know, what to disclose, what not to disclose, when to disclose it, how to disclose it, uh, you know, and, and finding, you know, loopholes and, and, and working on those loopholes. And, you know, it hasn't felt, it didn't feel fair for a while, right. Especially for buyers. Yeah. Um, so I think this is going to make it a little bit more um, even even playing field and, and, and help protect people more, which is important. I think. I think so too. And we'll jump into that a little bit more in the second half for now. We'll take a quick break. Uh, don't forget to like subscribe and sh share the channel on YouTube. We really appreciate the support. And if you're on Apple podcasts or Spotify, go ahead and download us there too. Uh, either way. Thanks very much. Our Calendly links are below. If you want to talk to us about anything that you're hearing today and we'll hear a quick break from us and uh, we'll be right back. <laughs> A lot of you guys are asking about bridge financing. Now, bridge financing is only available when you have an agreement of purchase and sale, a firm agreement of purchase and sale on the house that you're selling as well as the house that you're buying. So what? So what? Bridge financing covers the gap between the day that you move into your new house and the day that the closing happens on your old house. So if closing is delayed by a couple of days because the buyer has some issues on the purchase of your home, no biggie. You've got that bridge financing in place. Or if you want a bit of a gap between when you take possession of your new home and when you leave your old home so you can either move, do some minor renovations, anything like that, bridge financing is the way to go. Now what? Reach out to us, reach out to your favorite mortgage advisor, and we're more than happy to explain the process to you. As always, hit us up in the DMs or give us a call, 1-888-REAL-585. And until then, keep it real, collective.
Welcome back, everybody, to the second half of the Real Collective podcast. Again, like, subscribe, and share the channel if you'd be so kind. And maybe turn on that little bell for notifications for all of our fun little videos that we do and our podcast. That would be fantastic. Uh, Today, we're talking about the Trust in Real Estate Services Act, which is going to replace the REBA of 2002. Uh, It's basically protecting clients a little bit more. And I think that's the whole point of all this. We touched on that in the first half. So now let's take a look at what that's going to look like uh, for for the average consumer, let's say. Um, I know we touched on it, but let's just start. Like, I'm hypothetically, I'm at home. I'm looking at homes at realtor.ca. I see a home that I like, and I email Sean, and I say, hey, I'd like to come see this home. What does that mean now? They see me scrolling, looking at houses. Um, yeah, man. So you, you can... You call you you call me up and you say, hey, I want to go and see this house. I ask you a bunch of qualification questions. Uh, those qualification questions are going to change just a little bit uh, to include, you know, uh, how you would like to be represented, right? Uh, and again, I think it's going to be on the phone or by email or by text when we're getting those first interactions with the consumer that there is going to be a little bit of uh, pushback, um, you know, and simply just saying, you know, would you would you like to be a self represented party or would you like to be uh, a client. Um, and they're likely going to say, I don't even know you. I don't want to be your client. I don't want to be tied to you. I don't want to be stuck to you. Right. And so maybe now there's a, there's, there's a space for client representation that just goes for that one house. Right. Um, we're on, I'm honestly just talking this out right now. I haven't yeah. given a lot of thought. I wonder if there's, you know, a piece that says, yeah, okay, you can, you, you, I'll, I'll I'll sign an agency agreement with you for this house or for this period of time. Um, but you know, it's going to expire in let's say a week, for example. Um, and maybe that's what it is, right? Now, the disclosure form also needs to be sent to the consumer by the agent. And on that form, it details, hey, here's what it means to be a self-represented party. Here's what it means to be a client. And here's the fiduciary duties that are owed to you as a client. If you don't know what they are, you can check out our website, realcollective.ca. It's the first thing that we post on there, talking about uh, you know the mission and the vision. It's right in there. That's the, that's the one piece that's super important for us, is that with the way that we take care of our clients uh, follows the law. Uh, and it's not the same for everybody, which is what makes us different, sadly. Um, and so, you know, making sure that we understand all of that is again, why, why we're, why we're looking at this today. But so you choose as a consumer, Hey, what do you want to do? Do you want, do you want to be, do you want to be a client or do you want to be a self-represented party when we go and look at this house? So that's one of the, so let's say, let's say that I'm going to, as the consumer, I'm going to say, well, no, I'm a self-renovated, self-represented party. I don't want to, I don't know you because they're not going to understand it. And maybe some people go la, 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 and they don't want to hear it. So they sign off on that. They agree to it. Now we're at the house. So what does that look like now that you're showing me this house? I unlock the door. I turn on the lights. You look at the house. I'm legally obligated to do everything that I can to sell that house. Sorry, it's more than what I just said. I'm legally obligated to do everything I can for the benefit of my client who is the seller in that position. So what you typically see as a real estate agent 
in the movies, a lot of the movies from the States. Oh, this is the kitchen. You can da 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 with your family and da 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 right? What we do right now when we're going to show houses is we let the people walk through, but we go through and we pick apart the houses. We say, I don't like this about it. I don't like this about it. I don't like this about it. You said you wanted a house that was you know, not further away from this area. Uh, this is right beside it. Um, there's also two blocks over. There's a halfway house. And you said you didn't want to live close to a halfway house or whatever. All of that stuff as a client, we're legally obligated to give you that information when you're a client. When you're a self-represented party, we're selling the house. We're going in and we're telling you all of the good things about the house. And unless there's some material facts that absolutely need to be disclosed, we're not telling anything to you, right? There's, yeah. there's, there's, there's nothing We're it's not just that we're not doing it. It's that we're legally obligated to not, especially if it's going to put our seller client at a disadvantage. So yeah. why, why would any consumer want that? Like, I don't, I don't understand why someone would want to be self-represented. Right. And then like, it sounds like a major sales pitch for realtors. And I hope that it's not coming across that way. We're just trying to, this is meant to protect consumers. So that's the way that it's laid out is like, you should sign as a client so that you are protected. So if we're in a home with an unfinished basement that you can actually see the foundation walls and there's a big crack in it. I'm not going to say anything. You can't. It's not that you, it's, it's not that you're not going to. It's that if you're an unrepresented party, you're, you can't say anything. The yeah. idea is. Uh, a, a crack in the foundation is visible. Therefore, it is not a latent defect. It's a patent defect. It's something that anybody with eyes can see. I don't have, yeah. I don't have to say a thing. I'm not allowed to say a thing about it. But if yeah. you don't know, and you're getting so caught up with, oh my God, the kitchen is so nice. And look at the bedrooms and that, like the Vanna White of showing houses, then you probably don't see that. Right. Um, I, I think the only reason that somebody would want to not be represented or, or work as a self-represented party is because they've got the uh, they have this idea in mind that they're going to save money on the house because the listing agent's going to reduce their commission. I've heard that so many times. The yeah. thing is, they might they might reduce their commission by one percent. And for example, they go down from let's say if they signed their agreement at five percent, they might go down from five percent to four percent. And they might, they might pass that savings on to you as a consumer, as the as the as the self-represented buyer. But they might not. They might split it between the the both, the seller and the and, and the buyer. And if let's say that house is, I don't know, six hundred thousand dollars. Okay. Uh, then you as the as the as the as the self-represented buyer might save as much as six thousand dollars off the price of the house. Well. Do you not think that an agent who is pointing out all of the de defects of the house and who's a professional negotiator is going to go and save you more than $6,000 from the purchase price of the house? I mean, you know, it seems short-sighted, but it's possible. You can do it. Uh, again, I you're right. This does sound very sales pitchy about why you need to hire an agent. Um, but I think it's just like we're just trying to wrap our head around why you would want to go in at a disadvantage as self-represented self-represented client kind of thing like why would you want to be a self-represented party in this when there's nothing protecting you like what back like 
the lawyer thing. What background do you have in law besides TV shows? Right. Right. So you're going to get people that come in like, well, I've seen three homes today and I need to make a decision in the next half hour <laughs> because that's what real estate shows do. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I, I, I feel like, um, you know, there, there, there might be some people who have bought and sold a bunch of houses, maybe like investor type people, and, and they just don't want to, to use an agent. I, I don't know. I, I have a hard time with it. I think a lot of the time it's a, it's, it's an ego thing or it's like, oh, well, you know, especially, you know, these people today are getting advice from their parents and the, the, the advice from, you know, days past was no, no, you, you, you can do this on your own. Right. I'll listen to, you know, I don't know. I, I, there's got to be some people who it's useful for. If you are one of those people who wants to remain as a self, uh, you know, a self-represented party, let me know what the what the motivation is. Let us know. Make it make a comment of it down below. I'm I, I'd love to hear it. I'm I'm open to it. Actually, yeah. That would, What's that? No, I I agree. That would I would really like to see the and, average consumers on that. Well, and, and and not to argue with it, not to debate with it, just to like get a sense of 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 oh okay, well look, that makes sense, right? Um, because really, other than the commission thing, I think that's the only pay, the only piece, um, and there is no guarantee that there's going to be a reduction in in commission. Um, so who knows, right? Now, the other thing that I have heard is that chances are that the seller's agent knows more about the property than the buyer's agent. Um, right. So there, there might be more about the house that the seller's agent knows and they haven't passed along that information. So that's the, that's the other thing. Uh, if you're really property specific that I could see. Um, but in that case, I would just choose to be a client of the, of the seller's agent. Yeah, yeah. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't choose to be self-represented. But even then if you're the buyer's agent, are you not doing your due diligence to phone about a house and find find out some more information so that you know all the things that the listing agent knows? Yeah. Yeah, this is again, this is this is all done because consumers have been duped in the past, right? And yeah. and, and it's it's a, it's a it's a sad thing about our industry is that there are uh individuals uh you know registrants who 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 are not always forthcoming or don't always follow the rules i think it's the same uh, across the board right you any 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 business you're going to find 10% of the people in in that business are just sh should be in jail right and 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 when those people come across the consumers and you're talking about like the biggest investment you're going to make um you know these consumers could get taken for a ride and it's not you know it's not great it's not fair. It's not great for our industry. It's not great for people. Um, you know, so. Yeah. If you are looking at uh, a home uh, sometime soon and this is going to be an issue for you, please. Yeah. Actually put it in the comments below. We'd love to hear from you uh, about being a client. Um, and if you're like, yeah, I'd, I'd prefer to be a client. Don't just do it to pump our pump air in our tires. And if you're, doing it because you want to be a self-represented party let us know why because i i would really like to i'd like to understand where people are coming from with this uh just so that when that does happen for us because it will we know what kind of um person or mindset that we're going to be dealing with and we have a better advantage as far as making sure that everything is done properly and how it should go in a real estate trade so that you get what you want whether that's being a client or being a self-represented party so i think that's uh yeah. problem is as a self-represented party you don't get what you want you get right you you well 
They do because they're a self-representative party. That's what they wanted. Right, right. So, <laughs> you get what you do. That's that's it, guys. We're gonna wrap it up there. We're gonna um, put it in the comments below. Let us know what's going on there. Um, check out some of the other videos if you want to talk more about this. Obviously, our Calendly links are below, or you can do a Google search of Tressa. Yes. Yeah, you can you can check out the their super boring videos. They talk really yep. slow, uh, but if you type in Tressa or Rico, you can see the information that is being passed along from the Real Estate Council of Ontario, pumped out to all of the different real estate agents. So if you want it's really boring i explained to my wife what we were talking about today and as i was explaining it she's like i am falling asleep on this explanation at one and a half speed yeah Yeah. so hopefully hopefully this uh this introduction has been a little bit more spirited uh for those watching but yeah it's uh if you're not into this stuff it is really dry so the number of views on this video three that's my prediction yeah there you go so uh but if you're looking for a house, you're going to have to decide. So there it is. Calendly links are below. Like, subscribe, and share the channel. Find us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. I'm Brennan McKeegan. This is Sean Tasse. Until the next one, keep it real. Collective.